Hi, welcome to another episode of Auto Service World Conversations. I'm Peter Bulmer, owner of Cars Magazine and Jobber News. This is a podcast dedicated to exploring issues facing today's Canadian aftermarket professionals, sponsored by SiriusXM Canada. SiriusXM is making it possible to offer your customers three months of free satellite radio. Go to SiriusXM.ca slash four shops for details. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Auto Service World Conversations. This is your host, Peter Bulmer. Today, I'm joined by Jessica Bell, Shell Lubricant's Sustainability Manager for North America, and Sean Wynn, Shell Lubricant's Scientist and Technology Specialist. Hey there, guys. Thanks for joining us. Hi there, Peter. Hey, Peter. Thanks for having us. It's my genuine pleasure. Now, I know Pennzoil recently announced that it would be developing a carbon-neutral lubricants for passenger cars in North America, Can you walk me through a little bit about what prompted the move to go green? Absolutely, Peter. I'll go ahead and take that question. Many consumers are conscious of contributing to a more sustainable lifestyle, and they're looking for ways to reduce their net carbon footprint. And as the world's leading lubricant supplier, we have an important role to play. Pennzoil is proud to be part of the largest carbon neutral program in lubricants industry, one that compensates for the full life cycle of the product. And when I say the full life cycle of the product, that includes raw material extraction, production, which includes the packaging, the distribution, as well as the customer usage and the product end of life treatment. To add, Pennzoil is one of many brands within the Shell Global Portfolio of Lubricants that is committed to providing motorists with carbon neutral alternatives. It also includes Shell Rotella, which is our heavy duty engine oil brand. It also includes our Shell B2B industrial lubricants, which is Shell Naturel, as well as Shell Micella, among others. We have set a target to become a net zero emissions energy business by 2050 in step with society and our customers. That's less than 30 years. Globally, Shell aims to avoid, reduce, and then offset the annual emissions of more than 200 million liters of advanced lubricant synthetic. We're expecting to compensate around 700,000 tons of carbon dioxide emissions per year. Now, let me put that into perspective around what that means. That's equivalent to taking approximately 340,000 cars off the road in one year. And for our Canadian audiences, to make it more relatable, that's equivalent to making approximately 800,000 one-way road trips between Montreal and Vancouver in a 2021 Toyota RAV4. So you could see that's quite significant. Yeah, definitely. That's that's a whole lot of driving. Trust me, I've done that drive before. It's not fun. (laughs) (laughs) Now, for those of us who aren't, you know, chemical experts, can you walk me through a little bit about what makes lubricant carbon neutral or kind of how you're offsetting these emissions? As mentioned by, by Jessica, Shell is focused on reducing our carbon footprint in our products. And also at our facilities through avoiding, reducing, and offsetting emissions. And I prefer not offsetting, I prefer the word compensating, right? And in the areas of lubricants, it is in identifying the raw materials and working with our additive suppliers, manufacturer, production, packaging, distribution, and even the end-of-life treatment, basically cradle to grave, to reduce those CO2-intensive footprints along the way. Of course, we recognize that, that these measures to avoid and reduce emissions are the best way to tackle these emissions in the long term, but scalable solutions still need to be resolved. Thus, 
we want to focus on offsetting programs now to allow Shell and Pennzoil and an immediate solution to balance our CO2 emissions. On, on now Pennzoil carbon neutral lubricants, we will provide motorists with less carbon intensive choices without compromise to the high performance and engine protection that our customer expects from Pennzoil. What goes into developing a carbon neutral lubricant? I mean, obviously, lubricants aren't known for their environmental friendliness in general, but can, can you tell me a little bit about how you're offsetting it and how, what really goes into creating this? Well, I mentioned a little bit previously about focusing on some of the additive technologies, right? So on the chemistry side of the business, we're looking at technologies, how we can support that with our suppliers along the way and identifying chemistries that will allow us uh, to, to get to those targets. For our pencil platinum uh, oils, we're focusing it mainly on our zero weight oils. And that was selected and to be integrated in a, into our carbon neutral product portfolio. As I mentioned, the platinum zero weight product line will offer uncompromised performance that is expected from our Pennzoil customers without sacrifice to protection and wear. Of course, this includes the zero weight oils, include our platinum product line, our ultra platinum, platinum high mileage, and platinum euro full synthetic motor oils. And if you notice, we're these efforts on the zero weights, otherwise known as zero viscosity or low viscosity oils, that is because they are the most efficient way to deliver fuel and energy efficiencies to support the current CAFE, which is the corporate average fuel economy regulations, right, in North America for higher fuel economy standards, emission reduction, and longer oil drain intervals. And we have worked very closely with our vehicle manufacturers to develop these modern day motor oils in supporting of achieving these tar cafe's targets. Thus, the consumer will have a better choice with this less carbon intensive product benefiting from improved fuel economy without sacrifice to the performance and durability should they choose to shift Let's say, for an example, a SAE 5W20 motor oil to our Pennzoil Platinum 0W20 or Platinum High Mileage 0W20 oil. And there won't be a, necessarily a price difference, will there, for the consumer? No, uh, there is no additional cost to consumers for choosing a Pennzoil carbon neutral motor oil. I have to imagine that because, I mean, Shell's been making lubricants for, God, decades in a certain way. Is the new way of doing this, the carbon neutral lubricants, are they more expensive to produce or purchase? I mean, there is an incremental cost to purchase carbon credits. However, you know, Shell's elected to absorb those costs and it's not passing that expense on to our customers or our consumers. But, uh, what kind of impact does creating carbon neutral lubricants have on the environment? Do you have any numbers on emission reduction? Yeah, I actually do have a couple of numbers that I'd like to uh, share with you. Um, I'll just let you know, there are many ways that Shell Lubricants has reduced emissions during the manufacturing and transportation of our products. For example, we're improving the energy efficiency of our facilities. We've reduced our carbon intensity in our operations by over 35% since 2016. And at select facilities, we've installed energy monitoring systems, LED lighting, which also allows us to improve the energy efficiency of our sites. We're also increasing our use of renewable energy. And 
Over 50% of the electricity that's used in our Shell lubricant blending facilities now comes from renewable sources. So as you can see, there are quite a few numbers around what we're doing to reduce emissions. In addition to that, we've optimized our logistics network, which has resulted in nearly a 10% reduction in CO2 as compared to 2018. So it's not just about offsetting or compensating for emissions. We're constantly looking to avoid and reduce. And when we can't avoid or reduce, that's when we look to compensate for our emissions. That's great. Seems like you're streamlining kind of along the whole process. It's, it's really nice to hear. Now, are there any other green initiatives Pennzoil or Shell in general is working on? I know you mentioned a little bit that you're trying to become carbon neutral as a company. What are the steps you're making towards that? Shell's carbon neutral product launch is the biggest combined initiative by Shell Lubricants to date. And we hope it's going to be positively received by our customers and that they'll join us on the journey. It's always important to remember that there are many ways, um, not just the carbon neutral products, supporting our net zero emissions target. So we're constantly evaluating and innovating our product portfolio to ensure we meet the needs of not only our customers, but our consumers. And we continue to seek these ways that I talked about earlier to avoid, reduce, and offset to help deliver a more sustainable future. Now, speaking of other initiatives, in March, which was just earlier this month, Pennzoil Quaker State actually joined the National Lubricant Container Recycling Coalition, along with other leading lubricant and plastic packaging manufacturers. The goal of this industry technical coalition that was established for the United States is to focus on establishing solutions for post-consumer recycling and recover of plastic lubricant containers. So that is an example of things that we're doing. Another is on the road. Shell is making a wider range of lower carbon transport solutions available to customers, including biofuels, hydrogen, plus we're growing the number of charging points for battery electric cars. You may be aware that in our Canada retail business, for example, in November of last year, Shell introduced the Drive Carbon Neutral program, which allows Shell's customers, regardless of the vehicles they drive, an opportunity to reduce their carbon emissions from their fuel purchases. If you want to learn a little bit more about this Drive Neutral program, they can certainly go to shell.ca. What are some goals you have for 2021? I know there's probably targets associated with this rollout. There's probably a certain amount of carbon neutrality you're trying to achieve as a company. I can try to answer that one. You know, for, for 2021, we're, we're shifting our, our focus on, on our premium lubricants, not just on, on the automotive, but heavy duty. And Jessica mentioned our industrial products, right? And that will equate to about over 200 million liters of uh, premium lubricants uh, oh, uh, around the world. Uh, you know, and, and Jessica mentioned about how that much will compensate in, in CO2 equivalents, which is typically about, came out to about 700,000 tons of CO2 equivalents. And you may have heard in the news about some of the equivalency of well, how does that equate to a vehicle? And Jessica mentioned about the drive to, uh, from Canada down to Los Angeles and such. And, and I did the math on it to, on a F-150 uh, of 1.5 billion miles. And I played with the math and I'm a nerd by, by, by trade. So it estimated <laughs> driving a, a, a Ford F-150 to Jupiter and back. Okay, 
So that's oh, wow. how long you can drive, just based on the savings that we're potentially helping for 2021. That's that's fantastic and a really fun comparison too. I like that. Guys, I'm just going to open the floor up to you. If there's anything we haven't covered yet, anything you want to get out, any closing thoughts before I have one final question, um, have at it. The floor is yours. Uh, Peter, the most important part uh, for me that I really want us to remember here is that we are always looking to avoid reduce. And when we can't avoid or reduce, then we look to compensate. So I want to make sure that I've given some really good examples of some of the things that we're doing in our own operations to ensure that we achieve those goals. So we talk about avoiding emissions. And in North America, I mentioned hopefully that over 50% of the electricity we use in our lubricant blending plants now comes from renewable sources. And that's a big task. And you think about reducing we're designing our products with less packaging. And in designing those packages, people may ask, what does that mean? So right now we're using more recycled content in our plastic bottles. We're testing higher loads of using recycled resin in our bottles. And we plan to be above the existing 25% of recycled resin content, which is required by current legislation. So we wanna be above that 25%. We're also looking at our larger plastic packages like our pails to contain more recycled resin. And we're looking to move to alternative versus traditional plastic packaging for motor oil. For example, EcoBox. A lot of people in this may not know what an EcoBox is. So for that, I'll say essentially it's a bag in the box, right? But it's a strong alternative to traditional plastic packaging for motor oil. And in moving to that pack type, we can reduce plastic usage by more than 80%. And that's CO2 emissions by more than 60%. Those are big numbers. Just wanted to make sure that I, I, I share that and, and leave that with this audience. Those are really great examples, fantastic initiatives, and I mean, really, really big numbers, as you said, particularly when you're dealing with a company, you know, your size. And on the lubricant side of the business, right, we're looking at ways to uh, incorporate new technologies. And when I say technologies, new chemistries, right, that we can incorporate on more greener chemistries, more organic type chemistries at the, along the way. I think our long-term uh, prospect is looking at re-refined uh, base oils, recycled contents, and so forth uh, that allow us that capability. Hopefully, we'll be able to expand that further into our other products. But at the same time, we want to, to give our consumer also a chance to join us to make that choice for a less carbon intensive product, following the same guideline and, and the same path that we are doing to get to that net zero goal. Okay, guys, I got one final question for you both before I let you go. We all love cars in this industry. So Jessica, I'll start with you. What is your all time favorite car? This is an easy one for me. I absolutely love Jeeps. <laughs> if you're a Jeep person, you're a Jeep person. Say no more. My, my, my dream car is a 65 Mustang. This has been another episode of Auto Service World Conversations with your host, Peter Bowler. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you next time. And thank you, as always, to SiriusXM Canada for being our title sponsor.